Well, here we are, fourth Sunday of Advent. We're at the final stretch um, of our Advent journey. Everyone ready for Christmas? Yes? No? Um, Well, there's still time if you're not. Thank God. You know, I was thinking about what the Christmas masses would be like here. Um, Like, who's... Who's going to come? You know, our hope is that, yeah, most people, well, hopefully all the people who normally would come to Mass on Christmas, that they would still make it. You know, and this, isn't this the reason why uh, we decided to have a drive-in Mass at the lot? So that, you know, when someone comes to church, Nobody would be told, I'm sorry, the church is full. Yeah, there's no room for you here. There's no room for you at the inn. Um, Yeah, so in order to avoid that, you know, that's a big reason why, you know, we set up, you know, the masses and the schedule the way that we did. Um, And in this way, you know, I was also thinking about our Catholic faith, our universal faith, so that all who want to come, you know, they're invited to join us, right, in this uh, Christmas celebration. Just thinking about the image of um, Bernini's colonnade at St. Peter's Square in the Vatican. You know, from bird's eye view, it's, you know, the arms of Mother Church inviting all to come, right? So... The hope is for no one to be turned away. Whether you're young or old, whether you're a daily communicant or a CEO. Um, By the way, what's our attitude towards CEOs? You know, that is our brothers and sisters who participate in Mass on Christmas and Easter only. Right, CEO. As a new priest two years ago, when this time came around Christmas, what I would say to all the people in the church, um, yeah, I was tempted to remind them of the obvious, right? How, yeah, you should be yeah, you know, besides Christmas, we have Mass here every Sunday. You know how you should be coming to church because of God's love and how He wants to connect with you, how He wants to give Him Himself to you in the Eucharist. But, uh, yeah, through, through prayer and reflection, talking to, to uh, older, wise, experienced priests, I decided to forego that approach for the Christmas homily. Instead, I tried to show them uh, the beauty of what, you know, they're missing out year-round, the beauty of the liturgy, including a great homily. You know, I had a recent uh, experience that kind of shed some light on what I'm talking about. So, you know, as you know, I uh, adopted a dog, uh, an adorable French bulldog named Zazu. 
But all of a sudden, he got sick to the point that I had to take him to you know, the emergency room at the hospital. Um, and so they did an MRI and he had, um, yeah, bad discs, disc disease. And so he was there at the hospital for, for a week, um, getting treatment, getting medicine, getting rehab. Um, and then when I, yeah, because of, because of uh, COVID restric- restrictions, I wasn't able to, after I dropped him off at the emergency room, I wasn't able to see him again for, for that whole time, that week, until I was able to pick him up. And so I was shocked when I, when I saw him for the first time after a week. He was, at least, you know, it seemed to me, emaciated. He was so skinny. He lost so much um, weight, so much muscle. Yeah, it, it broke my heart. Um, and then so, yeah, I guess... You know, it's, it's true what they say about hospitals, how the food is bad, and that not only play, applies to, to people, but to animals too, animal hospital. Um, so when I brought him back home, like I couldn't wait to, to feed him, to, to feed him the meal that he knows and loves, that he gets excited about every time, even though it's the same, same thing. And, and that joy that I had to, to give him a good meal, right? And to see him like scarfing it down, yeah, it was, I, I was so pleased as quote-unquote father, right? To this dog, to this animal. Um, yeah, and I thought about, you know, our brothers and sisters who, who come back to church on Christmas, um, to encounter God, to be fed. And I thought of, you know, if I'm, for this animal, if I'm this pleased, I'm this happy to, to feed him, right? You know, our Heavenly Father, right, he has to be at least a million times more happy, more pleased um, to feed you know, brothers and sisters who had been away from the sacraments, from the Mass. You know, we have Jesus who's given to us in the Eucharist, and this is the best food that God can give us. There's no greater meal than the Eucharist because there's nothing greater than God Himself. Yeah, of course, for one to receive Holy Communion, one must be properly disposed, right? Have to be in a state of grace. We have to be ready to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. And so that's why also I'm so happy that we were going to have a day of reconciliation. Um, that's going to be two days from now on Monday at all the churches here on the Barrier Island at different times, so please check your bulletin for that. And so if you know someone who's planning to come back uh, to Christ and His church, you know, for Christmas Mass, yeah, I invite you to invite them. Hey, you know, um, because they might not be connected, they might not know the news. Yeah, to invite them 
And you know, uh, there's a bunch of times for, for confession um, on, on Monday, you know, and, and the priest asked me to invite, invite uh, other people who might not know. And you could, just, you could just say that, leave it at that. Yeah, how, how great would that be? All right, so our attitude towards CEOs, it, it should be one of joyful, welcome back. We missed you. Yeah, and then inside, you know, we can know and appreciate, you know, that we know that you were hungry. And welcome back to this Eucharistic feast. How else, how else in these last days can we prepare for Christ's coming on Christmas? There's no better person to learn from and imitate than the Blessed Virgin Mary, which I think is precisely why the church in her wisdom gave us this gospel today, huh? The Annunciation, right, it's commonly referred to. Because the angel Gabriel announces to Mary the role she is to play in God's plan for our salvation. And note how Mary was a virgin living in Nazareth. And these are no small details. If we place ourselves in the scene, right, the first century Jewish world, we would realize Nazareth is an absolute no-place town. Also, a woman during that time had a place in the patriarchal society based on her relationship to the men in her life, the husband and children. So to be a virgin living in Nazareth was to be a nobody in a no-place or insignificant part of the world. This is actually great news for us. It shows us that what makes a disciple great is not one's background, talents, or qualifications, but the generous response to God's call to greatness, to holiness. What makes us great is not what we can do, but what God can do through us. Mary was a humble and lowly virgin, but through her, yes, God was able to do great things with and through her. God chooses the lowly so that his power and strength can shine. The name Gabriel means God is my strength. So if you want to be well prepared for Christmas, let's reflect on the life of our Blessed Mother. Um, One simple and accessible way to do this is to pray the rosary, especially the first three mysteries of the joyful mystery. May we faithfully follow our Blessed Mother's fiat, her yes, and give God full permission to do great things in, with, and through us.